Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Piber on Seattle Sports. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Rain Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Outdoor Line, streaming live on MyFest.com. Don't forget about the live video feed on 710sports.com. Of course, I'm venerable. The OutdoorLine.com with blogs, podcasts, and so very, 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 very much more. Good morning, Joe Pyburn. Good morning. Thank you very much for everybody that took time out of their Saturday last week to join us at the Port Everett's North Sound Marine Expo. It was awesome. Dude. Thank you very much, you guys. That that was great. I mean, I don't know if we got a final count on folks, but it was a lot of people all day. I mean, I wrapped up my seminar at about 3.15, and, and the place was still packed. There's 125 chairs in, in, in the seminar room, you know, right about there, and it was standing room. It was just... You know, very humbled to uh, you know get a response like that, and and uh, it, you know it's it's funny because you know to, it it it's awesome to talk to some listeners, especially some new listeners and stuff like that. Because and it's a two it's a two way street too. Because I mean, you learn a little bit, you know, every time you do one of those things. And I hope the folks that showed up, you know, learned something from us as well. So. Yeah, I went out and I kind of just went out and hung out. I kind of bounced between like Puget Sound Anglers booth. SMI with yeah. Bubba and over to Salmon for Soldiers and met a ton of listeners. Um, and, yeah, it, you know, you just get into conversations you with do. guys. Pretty soon you're talking about, you know, their halibut spots, your halibut spots, <laughs> what they use. And, wait, and, wait, wait, wait. You, you were talking about halibut spots? Dude, that's that's love right there, uh, giving, giving up the flat spots. That's uh, – it was very cool, man. That yeah. I, I'm excited for next year. I think we'll just grow this thing. Yeah. You and I already have tons of ideas about um, uh, other yeah. other folks we want to bring into the fold and and get their you know products in there so cool. people can can look at them. And, and, and I mean, it was an honest to goodness freaking trade show. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. No, it was, it was, it was a, a mini deal. Seattle boat show for yeah. sure. Yeah. So so hats off to uh, hats off to Harbor Marine Lauren Bivens and the whole family down there. They did a great job. So uh, okay, so apparently we're in a new month that's. Uh, we're 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 calling it sprinter, okay? Sprinter, sprint. It ain't you know because it it may not be winter, but it ain't spring either, dude. I, I mean, we set a record yesterday at, C, at actually day before yesterday and yesterday at SeaTac with a high of forty seven degrees. Cliff Mass just came out with a blog. It's the coldest April on record. Welcome to opening day of trout season, I all know. you new anglers out there. Bundle up because there's two million reasons to get out on the water this morning, man. Well, and look. The the morning is going to be okay. If I was kind of looking around down here in the Seattle area, we're going to have a little bit of drizzle. Up north, you're going to get a few hours where mm-hmm. you're not going to have any rain. So get out there and try to bang out your limit quick and get off the water before you get wet. Today is definitely the drier of the two days. There's there's going to be um, we're, we're going to get rain, but but late, and and then it's going to rain pretty hard during the night, and and then drop back down in sunny. But then but then here it comes. But then, dude. Friday forecast is seventy two degrees. Well, let's let's take it one step at a time. Okay, we had a high of forty seven yesterday. At least we get a high of, of fifty nine today. Um, but then we're, we see our first honest to god sixty degree day on Wednesday, sixty five degrees on Thursday, and then maybe seventy two on Saturday and 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 and, and Sunday. So like, like a sunny weekend. I can't wait, man. I'll tell you what. Um, I, 
you know, we gear up at Ray's Bait for <laughs> spring. You know, we, we have we have our halibut season cranking right now. We got our lingcod coming up. And then the, obviously this lowland trout opener that we're having today—it's it's very it's big business for us. We sell a lot of a lot of worms for this opener, so we've geared up. Uh, my freezers are full of bait, coolers are full of worms, and and this Dude, weather has yeah. just kept people inside. Oh, so I'm I'm really looking forward to some nice weather. People are going to actually have an opportunity to get out, and maybe we'll get more than just one day a week of halibut fishing in the straits maybe we can get three or four lined up or maybe even five who knows um and that's what we really need to get people excited because For trust sure. me the 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 few guys who are braving the straits and getting out there they're catching some halibut they are catching just, some butts you know yeah. they're having to kind of buck deal through with it, some, man. yeah it's, they're yeah. dealing with some weather um but we're seeing numbers of fish being caught. I, I checked in with everybody yesterday all the way out to Nia Bay, and, and they just had a bunch of halibut show up out there in Nia Bay, and, and guys are catching them incidental just fishing for lingcod. Yeah. So Oops. good sign. I mean, we're not too far away from the coast open up either. So Yeah, no, that's going to happen pretty quick here. And, of course, you know, we're a week from Monday is May Day. Okay, Matt Nelson's birthday, by the way. Also, and, and WDFW is so thrilled about Matt's birthday, it's also the lingcod opener. Oh, Matt, you so, got to be so excited. He is are you, stoked. Are you, are I know you, what we're doing on Matt's birthday. Are you, we're going lingcod fishing. You, my birthday gift is not going lingcod fishing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I took so, – so Matt and I one day uh, – Back in the back in the, uh, I mean, you know, he. I think he was probably still in high school at the time. Back before we, he could say no. Back before he could say no. Yeah. And we went out there, and it was it was May Day. It was his birthday. We had a new puppy on board the boat, and and we went out, and it was it was blowing out of the south. And Possession Bar is not a great place to be, and it's blowing out of the south. And the boat was rocking, rocking, and the dog got seasick, dude. Matthew didn't, right? But it, and and sh- the, it was. Uh, it, when a dog gets seasick, yeah, yeah, that's that's not a great place to be. So, a deck hose and uh, one dead sleeping bag later, we decided to wrap it up that day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's there's time definitely for some opening day uh, tales as well. I, I got some wonderful memories of 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 take not just Matthew and his sister Sophie and you know the whole family on an opening day, but you know just it's people look forward to this day. Uh, you know, according to any metric you want to you want to cite, it's one of the busy, busiest angling days of the year, where upwards of a hundred thousand Washingtonians on both sides of the state are going to get out on the water. It's you know, it's it's probably the biggest license sales driver in the state, and so uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna kind of cover it from uh, from a bunch of different angles. Uh, we're gonna Joe Roder, RedsFlyShop.com. Centers his action on the Yakima Canyon, Yakima River, of course, but I'm sure he'd have some he'll have some opening day picks. For as sure. as will the dirty rotten turkey torturer, Austin Mosier, who's been archery-ing cobblers. Yeah. Right up until the fact he whacked a 24-pound triploid. 23 and a half. At Sorry. first, we thought it was 24 until Austin actually put it on the scale and and it came in at 23 and a half. Just a obese fat probably extremely delicious triploid rainbow trout from over there at I started fantasizing about smoking that thing that's how bent that's how bent I am Well I called over there and I said Austin what did you talk to that guy about what he's <laughs> going to do with that fish Did you tell him how crappy that like, thing's going to taste he better give he, it to Joey and listen, Nelly so he, he better smoke, smoke that thing oh, and if he needs any tips dude. 
Tell him to call Nelly. Oh, look, look at this from the 206. Happy birthday, Matt, on the text to 866-979-3776. Powered by Yamaha Outboards. Happy birthday, Matt. That's a little early, but we'll, but we'll take it. No question about it. Um, okay, and then um, speaking speaking of turkeys and speaking of absolute legends, uh, Scott Haugen, Scott Haugen Outdoors, educator, author, angler, and, and unfortunately he's a uh, he's a Oregon duck, but but we won't hold that against him. Did you see that freaking bird? Three years in the making, he chased, yeah. chased this gobbler. Yeah, and, th- and those stories are always cool. They're because, great. You know, it doesn't happen very often where you can chase a particular turkey for three years. Turkeys, they got a rough life, man. Oh, yeah, they got man. a short lifespan. Everything wants to eat a turkey. And, uh, and you know, hunt, uh, big gobblers like that get shot every year. So the fact that Scott was able to chase that bird three years in a row and then finally have success, that's pretty I'd never pretty heard. I never really heard or really thought of somebody setting up trail cams. Listen, and you got to be a complete dude, psychopath. Oh, my gosh. And, and Scott dude. is. Yes. Uh, when you're setting up trail cams and you're bird. tracking this bird and yeah. following this bird, yeah. he knew all the stuff about dude. it. He's like, oh, yeah, no, he was a loner. He didn't really hang dude. out with other birds. He liked to live in the woods. I was like, man, this it, is it's awesome. A, it's a great story. And, and Scott is just an absolute legend. And uh, we're He's lo- got the best stories ever. He does. I mean, I, I was lucky enough to spend some time with him yeah. down at Springer Camp, him and Buzz Ramsey. And you just sit around and you listen to these guys tell stories and it's like, Holy cow! They've lived lifetimes they in the have, outdoors. They have, and 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 just he, you know, I guess the only way I can really refer to him as an outdoorsman is he's just extremely accomplished. He's I mean, done from, it all from Af- safaris in Africa to just being one of the most expert woodsmen in the state of Oregon and and all around. He's, he's and he's written a, a ton of books, and and we'll talk about his his new book, Western Turkey Hunting: yeah. uh, Strategies for All Levels. Which, uh, and I think Scott said maybe we'll have a a, a little. Maybe two for one deal for for our listeners. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that'd, that'd it, be, yeah. buy yeah. one for yourself and yeah. and buy one for uh, for somebody you know who loves turkey hunting. Well, books are just such a great gift. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and 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 Scott's got no matter what you want to do, he's written the book. So so we're definitely looking forward to that. So tell you what, give us ninety seconds. We're going to pop off for a quick break again. Load that text toy up eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. Powered by Yamaha Outboards. That's also the Verse Town Hotline. Backed by Wellcroft Duckworth eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. Give us ninety seconds, and we're going to give you some surefire, can't miss, skunk proof tips for opening day of trout season right here in the outdoor line. Seattle Sports Station seven ten. Seattle Sports app. From the shining shores of Puget Sound to your radio, this is the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station. 866-979-3776. That is the Reverse China Hotline. Back to Wellcraft, Duckworth, Northwest Boat. It's also the text toy powered by Yamaha Outboards from the 206. Hey, guys, are we going to be honored again to hear Wyman back on today? Uh, no. No. <laughs> so Wyman's not a morning person, Okay. Now, I'll be able to get him up at Peregrine Lodge for, for a few days in a row, okay? That that will happen. But, no, he jumped on last show to talk about the, the Outdoor Line Father's Day trip adventure here, uh, the 18th through 21st. So two months away, we still got some seats available. He can jo- join um, the Outdoor Line crew, Brock Heward, Dave Wyman, um, up in the Queen Charlotte. It's an amazing trip. Now discounted $39.95. Uh, I hope you can join us. It's going to be a great freaking trip. And they're already catching fish up there. In, in fact, we've got some rotten buddies up in Sitka that are hammering the coon toot right off them, you know, in, in Sitka. And the interesting thing about that is, you know, with with 
our deal we do in Sitka, we get the fish a little bit before Robbo gets them in, in, in Prince of Wales. And then from the Queen Charlotte's, you're looking right across Dixon Entrance from southeast Alaska. So then you get them there. So there's no better indication of what we're going to see in southeast Alaska in May and June than what's happening in Sitka right now in April. For sure. So it's it, and it's fascinating. Just you know, we've we've been blessed to be able to spend a lot of the you know chase these runs and start in May and in, in in southeast and then kind of follow them all the way down to you know all the way down to, to the Oregon coast and buoy tan in, in in August and so and, and some of those fish that are catching up there right now are toads. Yeah, dude. What was that? A forty inch chinook yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, that's that's nice. So uh, again, and we mentioned Austin Mosier's. <laughs> Monster yesterday. Austin's going to be jumping, jumping on. But before we do that, I mean, we we need to talk about opening day of trout season because there's you know anglers from all over the state in anything that will float, fishing anything that will cast, with probably some hooks that should have been retired. Yeah, probably some and, rusty hooks. So I want to start there, man. It, it's a new season. Please, new hooks. Definitely get new hooks. Yeah. Hooks are in the grand scheme of things, the hooks are are very cheap. Uh, and and it's the most important part of your your terminal tackle, right? Your hook. Dude. Um, you and I just blow through them. If if oh. we lose, if we hook a fish and lose that fish, or we get a bite and don't hook that fish, Strike those one. hooks are gone. Yeah. They're out of there. Yeah, get new hooks. Yeah, um, bingo. And and look, tr- you know, opening day of trout fi- fishing here in Washington, these these lakes are loaded. The department's been running around pumping these lakes full of fish. Just remember that these fish are used to feeding on the surface. Bingo. Great you don't point. Have, you don't have to fish deep. You don't have to get real technical either. No. Um, a couple split shots and like a, a Oliver Brown woolly bugger and slow troll those things. You'll, you'll light them up. You can do the same setup. A couple split shots and a, a night crawler and just slow yeah. troll those yeah. things. Then you have you don't have any stuff. It's just you and the fish. Um these are these fish are biters. You know, they they're are. used to being fed a couple times a day. Yep. So they're they're gonna be up looking for food. Um and pl- you know, plunk if you don't have a boat, you can plunk from the beach. Uh, see power bait is so doggone deadly, pa- dude. Power bait is I, always I mean- good. Some of these lakes, you know, you, you will got to remember you want to keep that up off the bottom a little bit. I saw a sneaky trick that I was actually watching some Scott Haugen clips yesterday. No. And, uh, you know, run, tie up your leader, mm-hmm. and then run just the smallest size corky. No. Okay? So, and what that a will do. A little float assist. It'll just keep that yeah. that power bait up above the, mm-hmm. the grass or, or the weeds. And that's key, too. And, and keep in mind that as water temperatures increase, our aquatic growth is going to increase right now, too. So, uh, you know, and we're going to see that. We're going to see this week one of the most profound increases in, in lake surface temperatures as well. So this is kind of going to be the last cold weekend. We're going to see kokanee fishing, fishing explode. Bass we're going to see bass fishing up. explode. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to see morels pop up now oh, with I 70 so. degrees. I, went out, kind of I went out looking the other day. I didn't okay. find any, but All I, right. I got my spots. Okay. <laughs> Re- remember I, also, it's the uh, Department of Fish and Wildlife Trout Derby starts today. Oh, over $4,000. $40,000 in prizes if you catch a tag trout. If you catch a tag trout, there's a number on it. Call and claim your prize. Uh, just a couple other things before we pop out of here. Uh, you know, we, uh, again, we, and we mentioned this top of the show, halibut fishing's been a pleasant surprise. And, and it's not because of the weather, and it's not because of the effort, right? We got a few more days this week, 
And I just, you know, I think I think our, I think our flat populations are, are are in pretty good shape, right? You know, I I don't know. I'm, but I'm anxious to see what happens today because we sure. have a really good tide set. Yeah. And and I checked it's this morning; calm. it was blowing seven knots at the Smith yeah. buoy out there. So, man, I'm hoping some guys made it out and we see yep. some some halibut hit the deck. The Sock River has been busy. At times, <laughs> a little, a little busy, a little busy. But, but you know, hey, dude, it's so wonderful to have, uh, you know, to, to have that opportunity, you know. And and we're gonna actually make a push, and I'm gonna ask the listeners about helping us out to maybe expand that fishing area a little bit and spread out the guys a little bit. I mean, Skagit River is a big river. Dude. It is. It's a big river, and the, and those steelhead are super healthy, and the water water temperatures are so cold. The effect on these fish is just absolute minimal. Um, but also, uh, you know, we a week from Monday we got this ling fishery. Okay, so next week we're we're gonna we're gonna be diving in to that thing from getting your bait to running your gear, and then uh, hopefully Monday we're out there. You know, pop a few of those, just in uh, time with this yeah. nice weather coming yeah. too. Boy, no doubt it's yeah it's it's gonna be a kick in the pants. All right, we're gonna pop out of here for a quick break. Our good friend Joe Roder, RedsFlyShop.com, spring in the Yakima Canyon, really bugs. Let's do it. Uh, think, do you think so? Yep. Little, little, they little, got uh, bugs. There's, there's some bugs. Okay. Bugs hatching. Time to go rainbow fishing in the act. Joe Roder's going to tell, tell us all about it right here in the outdoor line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the BOMAC Tech Line. BOMAC has all the gear for all your techniques, and SMI shellfish gear is simply the best. BOMAC, we catch big fish. So, talking to Joe Roder yesterday, you know, and, and just kind of, you know, getting the feel of what's going on in the Acoma Canyon and, you know, and he, he let on that he does, you know, the web work for, for Red's Fly Shop. And I jump on this morning and, and the byline here on, on, on you know, on, on the Internet is Red's Fly Shop, the world's most complete fly shop. And Joe's kind of a humble guy. That's kind of boastful, isn't it, Joe? Best fly <laughs> shop in the world. dude. I, I mean, think it come... might. I think it might be. I, I okay. popped in there. Right. I was over there selling bait uh, in Yakima and I popped Wait, in. You, you sold bait at Red's Fly Shop? Joe, I, no, we I, got a lot to get to before we can even start talking about fishing now. But I, I popped in there and they. here's the thing about Red's. They have everything. They got rods and reels and flies and waders and lines and leaders and the best guides. Everything you need, they have it right there. It's a one-stop shop. You can roll in. You don't have to. You could show up over there in your skivvies, and they'll outfit you, and you'll be on the river. Joe, can I show up in my underwear? Don't, don't do it, Joe. Joe, I, I think he, he hung up on us. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame you a bit, dude. That, that's a hard intro right there. But uh, Joe wrote a Red's Fly Shop. How you doing, buddy? What's going on in the yak today? Oh man, well we're doing great. We're uh, we're actually experiencing these below normal temperatures. Oh man. Uh, that a lot of people are, but for us, that's actually great because we get a big influx of snow melt as soon as the temperatures get up into the 80s and the nighttime lows, oh, yeah. you know, are only dipping into the 50s and 60s. All that snow breaks loose and it makes for big, muddy, cold water. But right now, the river is gorgeous. Um, in this next week, we're looking at lows just in the, the mid 70s, but the nighttime lows are still going to be right there in like the low 40s. So, Conditions are really good, especially for do-it-yourself anglers that you want to fish on foot, you want to row your own boat and not be out there on a river when it's big and swollen. That like This is kind of a window that you need to get over here before about mid-May, before the, the snow melt breaks loose. Well, this is the most significant increase. According to the forecasts, we're going we're gonna to experience our first 70-degree days since last October. Well, by my calculation, that's pushing six months, dude. So 
Can we anticipate with this increased temperatures a significant amount of uh, aquatic invertebrate hatches? Uh, yeah, things are going to start getting shook loose and moving, man. Uh, next hatch coming up uh, is going to be the salmon fly hatch, and that is like it's the most iconic Western insect that fly fishermen would pay attention to. So for those that that aren't fly fishermen or know the names bugs and and whatnot, it's the it's the big bug that was crawling up Norman's neck in the movie <laughs> River Runs Through It. Mm-hmm. And I am prepared to offer Tom Nelson a free guided trip with me if if he can name what Brad Pitt Paul McLean titled that bug in that movie. Oh. And Joey, no fighting oh. him no. Man, all right. You got to let me think about that. Give me. You, I yeah, can't. If I had the Who Wants Who Wants to Be a Millionaire soundtrack, oh, I would play no, that. Yeah. Can, I, can I? Can I phone a friend? No, dude. <laughs> I remember that scene. It's just not. It's not coming to mind. Oh yeah, wait, 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 wait. Hamburger, part. hamburger, something. Yeah. Hamburger. <laughs> wait, 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 no. Ham sandwich. What was it? All right. What was it? It's the it's the bunion bug. The bunion uh, bug. What they call it. And so, uh, like a lot right. of. Yeah, a lot of Gosh, guys. I have a bunion too. Joke. They <laughs> yeah. kind of joke about the bunion bug, yeah, but right. yeah, it's a big leggy insect, and uh, it's it's really kind of a neat and unique hatch to be there for. And that is just getting warmed up now, and that'll stretch well into May and even into early June in the upper reaches. And that's kind of a a neat a neat hatch to be able to see because those bugs are, I mean, they can be up to three inches long, and uh, you actually get to see them migrate out of the rapids. Uh, and they crawl along the bottom, and then you'll physically see the the aquatic, the nymph, crawl up on the bank, and then it'll go through its metamorphosis the way uh, you know the way a caterpillar would become a butterfly. But you'll actually witness that phenomenon along the shore with these great big bugs, and uh, you get to kind of step into that part of the food chain uh, and, with and, your fly. And they make for a, a a nice healthy meal for those trout. You know, it's like you said, they're big bugs, and and it's cool to watch that whole process happen. And I've I've been part of that a couple times. Um, I got to see it. My when I graduated from high school, my cousin Ryan and I went to Montana and spent like two weeks just bombing around fly fishing, and and uh, we got into one of the most amazing salmon fly hatches. It was just it was killer, dude. It's so awesome. And that and you know when when those things are buzzing around and and hitting on the water and the trout are just you're hearing the boom. <laughs> uh, nothing like it. Oh, I mean they're the they're the when they're in flight, the big females they're the size of hummingbirds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so folks that have never, you know, never witnessed that before, if you're, you know, maybe you're just a part-time or casual angler, like, just don't stop procrastinating. Just get in the car, take a do-it-yourself trip, drive down to the river, walk the river, get that line in the water, and you're going to see and learn things that you didn't expect, and that that's going to be one of them. And uh, it's not always going to be easy over here fishing. The Yakima is just, I mean, it's like the double black diamond of Western rivers. It can be big and swift, and kind of mean sometimes but uh if you don't give yourself an opportunity uh i think you'll regret it joe roter redsflyshop.com joining us this morning where they play river runs through it on a loop in the tackle shop the whole time (laughs) so as the temperatures come up this week we may see an increase of flows we're definitely going to see an increase of hatches but if we get a tick or two up in water temps in in the yak as well what's that going to do to metabolism of the denizens of that particular stretch of the creek 
It's definitely going to spur it a little bit. We've we've just been seeing these cold, stagnant temperatures, like you pointed out, for, I mean, the entire spring. Did you normally say forever? Be, forever. Yeah, yes. Yeah, normally we would be hitting consistently into the 70s. And so, yeah, we'll see a, we'll see a jump in metabolism for sure. And that'll also just kind of shake things up a little bit. It throws the trout into a little bit different pattern. We get a little bump in temperature in the spring. Uh yeah, things are looking good. Um, the trout fishing has been been great. Uh, we do want to see a little bit warmer temperatures, but the eastern Washington bass scene really for the fly anglers hasn't started yet. Uh, we're still about 10 days out uh, from the bass starting to move up into the shallows for kind of that pre-spawn bite. Um, so that hasn't really happened yet, unfortunately. But I, I also am really looking forward to that as well. Um, I don't know. Has the bass thing started in Western Washington? Uh, it's, just, it's slow to get going. You know, we 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 started to have a little bit of a creep up in water temperature, and then we came right back down in temp. And just all these cloudy, rainy days, we just haven't got a break. And, and you know, it's still dipping down. At some of the days dipping down into the freezing up. You know, up in the foothills. So. Yeah, it just hasn't got going yet. But th- this next round of warm weather we're going to have, we're going to get some sun. Things will warm up quick. Yeah, hopefully it'll suck some of those fish up into the shallows because, man, <laughs> I do I do love that largemouth game out, out in the potholes region. is It's pretty special. We had a lot of neat things going in Washington outside the marine areas. So Red's Fly Shop, Canyon River Ranch, obviously gives you one of the best cast and blast opportunities. And, and of course, you know, it, it's you probably don't have any pheasants left, right? But you've got the Sporting Clays range. So, you know, the, the program is kind of get up in the morning, grab the shotgun, play golf with a shotgun out there on the Sporting Clays range. Then a little later in the day, you want to make your float those daytime highs will draw well, excuse me will provoke hatches every day so let's let's talk about some of your gear some of the specific flies what weighter rods you're using dries nymphing the whole program what it's going to take for you to get some of these rainbow and when i say rainbows dude these these guys look like steelhead i, I mean they're 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 resonant rainbows within the yakima canyon but dude they're they're beautiful big wild trout Absolutely. So yeah, here's my program. So yeah, I'm shooting uh, a a Beretta A400 in the morning. That's the first (laughs) thing I'm using to get them. (laughs) Gunpowder is being burnt. Gunpowder is burnt on a daily basis out here. Uh, And then I'm coming back to to Canyon River Grill for lunch and I'm ordering a Wagyu beef burger burger and Cajun fries. That's the next thing that happens. Yeah, now I'm talking dirty to you. Oh, you're speaking my language, (laughs) homie. Yeah. Uh, the Wagyu beef burger with Cajun fries, uh, and now that I'm off the range, I can grab uh, I can grab an IPA, and then I'll hit the river. And if I were fishing, you know, this next week, I'm probably going to use uh, what's called a jiggy pat. It's a big leggy stonefly nymph, hmm. um, you know, about a number six in like a coffee and black. And uh, I'm going to cover water with that. And really keep that bug moving because those big flies, if the fish are going to eat them, it's generally going to be on the first or second presentation. And if that's not working for me, then I'm going to switch up to really, uh, really fishing with like some really green caddis pupa type flies. Um, and I would say like a, probably the Rosa series of jig head nymphs, a- any of those are going to be extremely effective when presented right we're right on the onset of this Mother's Day caddis hatch, and there's going to be like billions with a B um, bugs that start popping out of the water around Mother's Day. I mean, it's a, like biblical proportions is the only way to describe it. It's absolutely incredible uh, when you experience it. 
And those pupa are going to be, I mean, they're, they're, they're abundant and available, you know, you know, aquatically under the, under the surface now. And then right around Mother's Day, you know, cancel all your plans for Mother's Day. (laughs) Those are are fighting words in this family, dude. (laughs) Holy smokes, yeah. I'd say get your chores done on Mother's Day so you can get out here right after Mother's Day. But, yeah, that hatch is pretty incredible. I mean, it's it's one of the the, kind of the signature hatches of the West, and the Yakima's got got that same hatch just like you would experience probably on the Big Hole River is the only other place I've seen it um, quite in the volume. You know, Big Hole in Montana is the only other yeah. place I've seen volume like like it is here in the canyon. Well, since and since you mentioned Montana, I mean the, the the charming thing about Canyon River Ranch, you know, you're heading you're heading east, you take a ride at Ellensburg, and you drive on down the Yak, and it is ninety minutes from Seattle, and it's Montana, dude. Uh, I mean, seriously, it, it is it's it's the most Montana part of Washington with, with regard to a beautiful stream in a canyon all by itself quiet wildlife all over the place and gunpowder and fly casting dude i can't think of a better place to spend a spring day joe rotor we thank you very very much for your time buddy thanks for letting us pick on you a little bit redsflyshop.com canyonriverranch.com what am i missing oh your your rendezvous you got uh you got an event coming up here well they got a few events oh, coming yeah, up. yeah 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 real quick um yeah everybody in the northwest should know about this but on june 17th we'll have our annual rendezvous uh, you'll need a ticket for this. It's only 10 bucks. Kids are free. It's an entire day's worth of clinics from just wonderful, friendly pros that want nothing more than to get you super good at fly casting in fly fishing. It's shoulder to shoulder action, not us just yakking at you like a seminar, but we're going to cast with you. We're going to teach you. Um, it's a whole day's worth of events. And then on Father's Day, we've got our scavenger hunt event, uh, which is we've designed it to be super family oriented this year, but you have, uh, you have uh, from 5 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Father's Day for your team to go around and catch as many unique things as you can uh, from, you know, trout and creeks and, and rivers uh, to whitefish to cutthroat trout and largemouth bass, smallmouth bass, bluegill, and on and on. And the size of the species doesn't matter. You just have to catch it. And then we have a big after hours or big happy hour back at Red's where we get to give out some awards and door prizes and then learn from each other and uh, really just have some great community amongst anglers that were also out that day. And that scavenger hunt, if you're in that, we're managing that using Instagram. So you get to see everything everybody's catching real time. So if you're driving between fishing spots, you get to scroll through the Reds Instagram story and see what's being caught as you're going through the tournament. And then you get to talk to those same people and have a beer or a soda with them later that day and learn, you know, from where they went and kind of how they did it. And so, so it really cool. is a great community building event that Father's Day, the Father's Day deal is. How cool. Go check it out more, redsflyshop.com. Joe, thanks for your time this morning. Stay in touch, my friend. I, and dude, I'm going to take you up on the free trip anyway. I'm I'm yeah. going to. He's coming yeah, in I'm his coming. undies. I'm coming. Okay, in my... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bunyan bugs. Man. There you go. Bunyan bugs. All right. Have a great day. You right. too, Thank, Joe. You, Thank Joe. you so much, buddy. All right. Coming up next, Raymarine Picks of the Week here for the 22nd opening day trout season. Probably have some more trout tech for you right here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. Welcome to the Outdoor Line Picks of the Week, presented by Ray Marine Electronics. Don't just go fishing, go hunting underwater. Ray Marine, simply superior. So check this out. Our rep, Mike Serdick, come down, comes down to the boat this week. He was doing another demo on another boat and just happened to catch him at the Port Everett. 
And he comes down, and we start kind of going through some of the deeper sonar functions. And one of the things that came out of the last Lighthouse update, Lighthouse 4 update, is a sonar tuning feature where you can skew the signal, skew the frequency, and really dial in your sonar, okay? Now, it works on a single frequency deal, so you're not really skewing a chirp deal, but understand me here that that like for a shallower water fishery in particular like what we're going to see in lingcod fishing yeah. you really don't need chirp because you're not going to you're not trying to pick out hard targets out of bait balls which is where chirp really shines but on a shallower deal we could take that 200 kilohertz signal and push it all the way up to 250 kilohertz mm-hmm. and what what that does it it gives you a little higher frequency that gives you higher definition for those so you, rocky you're stuff. You're going to see more yes. structure. You're going to find and that it, structure that you're looking for. And at buoy 10, it's really going to penetrate better. Plus, it gives you an, another look. It's You're going to be farther away from other boats' frequencies because if, you, if you're next to somebody else that has a similar sonar frequency, if we've seen this in the past, you get a systemic vertical pattern across yeah, your sonar. You see that interference. Crosstalk. And so by your ability to skew those frequencies you're going to eliminate that and and so it's a tremendous advantage go check it out raymarine.com the new sonar tuning feature and uh, we're, we're going to come out with a little video on this too because i i think it's absolutely vital and, and if you do add a sonar module to your system you're, you're going to have another layer of of interesting sonar action above that too so raymarine.com for for more of that open a day trout season joe what do you got buddy yeah, I mean, you know, that that's probably uh, key for a lot of folks. You know, the, the opening day, it's a tradition. Everybody's going to want to get out on the water. And, and like I mentioned, you know, there's there's been a ton of trout pumped into a lot of these lakes. Uh, we got our derby going on. There's 800 trout swimming around out there with tags in them. So uh, let's try to get every last one of those suckers on a hook and, and, and you folks can win your prizes. Um, there's a lot of stuff to do right now. You know, I, I checked in all over the state. I checked in over at Mardon. Things are starting to warm up over there. Uh, the water temps in the main lake are like high 40s. And if you get out into the dunes and the shallows, you're seeing water temps getting up into the 50s. So that thing is, it's it's right there. Uh, the walleye fishing's pretty good over there. The, the bass fishing's still been a little bit slow, but we're going to see that thing really kick off here. Uh, potholes, a lot of those east side lakes, the bass fishing. Like Joe said, it's it's going to happen here pretty quick. Uh, checked in with the guys out at Nia Bay at Big Salmon, Joe Lawrence. And, uh, man, the lingcod fishing just has not slowed down out there. It's just been solid all season. Um, a lot of folks getting out there and getting their limits of lings. They did mention just in the last week or so we're seeing a bunch of incidental halibut caught while guys are fishing for lings. So, so a lot of uh, smaller size halibut sounds like a, a lot of those 20 pound fish have kind of moved up into the shallows there. That's good news. As we move on here, we're going to get into our halibut opener on the coast. I think that happens on the 4th of May. Um, razor clams. My buddy's down there Dude. right now in gray 20 Lane. a day. 20 a day and big, nice, big razor clams. Uh, my buddy Josh and his wife are down there and, and, They've been having a – they go out every morning and they have a, a little mini clam derby between the two of them, and she's been kicking his butt, which is awesome. Um, is. Obviously, halibut in the straits, uh, it's been tough just because of the weather, but the sure. people that are getting out there are getting their fish. Um, I checked in with Ian down at John Sporting Goods yesterday, and, and they've been talking to some guys that have been sneaking out in the islands and using the islands as some protection from the weather. 
um, when they can get out. It sounds like Hind Bank's kind of been the place to be. Um, and uh, and then obviously we saw we got a closure happening in CQ on the 24th. So you got your last few days to get out there and, and get a salmon, get a salmon, possibly run and get a, a, a lingcod and halibut's open out there too. So CQ just it just breaks my heart. It, because it sounds like the last – I mean – the last week or ten days has been pretty darn good out there. It's, it's been good, but I just I'm just bummed that you know now it's not going to open till I know till April first next year. Well, I mean, let me let me back up. It opens up July, okay? So we get July and we get a good opportunity. And area six has a good opportunity and a bump in quota. Area eleven has a good opportunity and a bump in quota. But that, that we we took a hit at, at CQ. We took a definite hit on the Skycomish, which we're going to dig more of that. We're getting some hammered on the, on the text toy about that too, which is absolutely right. I mean, WDFW came out with a blog. If you uh, ever read Andy Walgamont's very excellent blog on NorthwestSportsmanMagazine.com, uh, he's he's he reprinted a WDFW blog, which is you know kind of something of an explanation with regard to some new management objectives in the Snohomish system that led to this uh, situation on the Skycomish. We'll be digging into it a little bit later, but uh, yeah, that's that, that's a tough one. But again, I, I'm kind of heartbroken over that loss of a March opportunity out in CQ, but we do, we are going to delay next year. Speaking of next winter now, um, the opportunity in Marine Area is nine, excuse me, eight, excuse me, 10 and 11, mm-hmm. where we're probably not going to start till March 1st. And in doing so, will probably have allowed some of those sublegals that have been shutting this fishery down. You know, cuz I mean, we don't we don't want to touch those fish, man. You no, know? we want to get we want to get to a point where we're going out there and having an opportunity at, at you know, a mature fish, not catching a bunch of shakers yeah. and extend our season. Let's yeah. get this thing going for uh, I'd like to see a month of fishing yeah. in, in area ten. Oh, wow. I mean, a, month, a whole a month, month, whole month of black like, you know, Wow, yeah. This this open and close yeah. and shut it down and not reopen thing just sucks. It it's does, like, it does. But the, again, the farther we get, you know, from you know the dry patch we had and the blob and all that kind of stuff, we're reestablishing. You know, a, a, a good year, you know, several good year classes of Chinook out there. We're stacking up a whole bunch of wonderful snowpacks in a row. We did not have a devastating flood this winter, praise the Lord. And and so we're going to start to see some of our natural populations get bolstered back up. In addition, next year, we're going to see traction from the Pacific Salmon Commission's SRKW Prey Availability Initiative. And and we're going to see, you know, an, upwards of, of 4 million additional smolts. That exited the Wallace Rack, okay. But my fear is that you know we don't want to be shut out of these opportunities because we've got all these hatchery fish that are going to be available to us. But if we can't somehow mitigate our wild fish opportunities, we're not going to be able to access those those hatchery fish. And so, well, you know, and, we, and what about so we're pumping all these extra hatchery fish out there? So obviously, you know, when we go out there, we're going to have we're going to have more encounters because there there's. I mean, are are they taking that into account that there's a lot of hatchery fish out there that we're encountering that aren't necessarily – it's not related to the, the fish that we have coming back this summer. There's just a lot of fish out there. It's like it's – you know, we're, we're going to run into a bunch of subs when we're on these fisheries because we're pumping out massive amounts of hatchery fish. So, so two reactions to that. Number one is we can agree that – Let's let's look at January first, the period from January first to July first. Okay, so so in July, 
if you would give us a shot, in, okay, let's just but let's call it July thirteenth when when areas nine and ten open up. Just okay. just for example, how many shakers do we see in July? Very few. Whew, man, just like none. Very clean fish. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many shakers do we see in January? It's a, it's wow. Ten a to lot. one. Ten yeah. to one. When we opened up this fishery February first, we saw a ratio of ten shakers for every keeper. Mm-hmm. That is a wasteful fishery. That's when we started emailing WDFW and got crickets. Okay, mm-hmm. so so now we so now let's just say there's a, there's a sliding scale between that January February time period and the, and the June July time period where we have a decreasing number of of juvenile fish. We want to find this sweet spot somewhere in this. March and April time frame where we are starting to see some adults. We're starting to see a lot less of these juvenile fish. And that's what we're trying to do by delaying the start of our area 10 and 11 winter opportunities. So, so, you know, but that's, that's, that's a ways off, but that, that is what we're, you know, the whole aspect, the whole, the whole goal of what we're trying to do. Are they actively test fishing now just to kind of, not to my knowledge, they should be collecting data now so that we have some ideas you know, for next year, I don't, like what? I'll have to look into that. That's a that's a great question. Are they test? Is WDFW they should have been test, test fishing, fishing right all yeah. of April just so we have an idea. Like, man, April is a here we go. There, right. there's the start of a much cleaner fishery. But that would assume that WDFW is actively interested in increasing our opportunity. That would have to be demonstrated to me because mm-hmm. I don't think that's I don't think that's what the goal of WDFW is right. Okay, well, they got some new test boats, so get out there and use them. They do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Okay, so, you know, just going back to some open-to-day tech here for a little bit, you said it it very eloquently and and, and accurately earlier in the show where you don't have to get complicated, dude. A couple of split shot and a dick knight. A couple of, you know, a couple of split shot and a panther martin. Um, A sinking fly line, a sinking five-weight set. And a, and a Doc Spratly or a Carey Special Fly mm-hmm. just below the surface. In fact, some of the nicest open-and-day trout that I've seen have been taken on those little tiny dark flies just below the surface. And with no weight on there and a nice light fly rod, man. A little frog are, pattern, yeah, flatfish. Oh, that's a Rob, en- that's they, the Rob Enslick signature model yeah, freaking they, lure they right there. They can't resist those things. Yeah, exactly. But also, so so again... Two million catchables have have gone in to okay. So I just bashed WDFW. Here, here's here's now, now I'm going to say some nice stuff about them. So I'm going to balance balance things okay, out a little bit. Good. Okay, uh, WDFW has cranked two thousand. Excuse me, two million catchable fish into there in, in into the lakes around around and 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 there's kind of a planning schedule. Open day planning schedule about eighty five lakes across Western Washington. So if you can't find a puddle in your neighborhood that has hatchery catchable fish, you're not looking very hard, okay? In addition, 10 million fry plants. Fry plants are some of the coolest fish you're going to encounter on opening day, and you'll recognize them because the the catchable fish kind of have rounded fins. They've been, yeah, they, and they, look, they were raised in a pen. They look like they've been hanging out with Mike Tyson for a while, right? They've been a little beat, beat up and busted fins. The fry plants are absolutely clean specimens and taste better because they've been eating the little bugs, the aquatic invertebrates, everything they can find in that lake, and that's how they've grown to that size. They're also a little wilier. They're more likely to eat that 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 fly that we that we were yep. talking about because that's what they. But also gone into the lakes this year are over a hundred and fifty thousand jumbo rainbows. Okay, these are fish up to five pounds. All right, 
Now, those are the ones you want. If you, you don't think those are going to test your tackle, then you need to think again. <laughs> Speaking of testing your tackle, how would you like to tackle a 23 and a half pound? Let's let's call it 24 pound rainbow. Yeah. Our dirty, rotten, turkey torturing buddy, Austin Moser, joining us next to tell us about, and I'm going to call it 24 pounds just for the heck of it. Go to Austin Moser's Instagram or Joey Pyburn's Instagram and check out this specimen. It's a 24-pound triploid, the biggest one I've even ever heard tell of, and Austin's going to tell us about it next here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App.